What's right. a lesson that took you the longest to learn? It's okay to spend money and not be cheap. You know, especially in your business, you can't do everything yourself. It's okay to hire somebody else to do something for you that's, you just don't have, you don't have the knowledge. You're never going to have the knowledge to where you can do it. And then when you do have, if you did have the knowledge, you wouldn't have the time to do it. You know, that took me like 20 years to learn. Deep conversations, fun games, and life skills with inspiring entrepreneurs. This is Games with Entrepreneurs. What's up, Jason? What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Good, dude. Well, thanks for doing this with me. I know we talked back in 2016. It's been such a long time. I listened back to it, and it's been such a journey. And I'm starting this show mainly because it's been on my resolution list for the last two years. And I was like, fuck it. I got to do this now. Now or never. To start a second podcast? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Something on your resolution? To do. Yeah, it's like all the conversations that we talked about in the first one about wanting to have deeper conversations, really an excuse to talk to people that I really know on a deeper level than if we just got lunch, we'd be like maybe talking about sports or whatever or business a little bit. But I want to talk about more like deeper conversation stuff too. Yeah. And so finally we're doing this. Yeah, we're, we're, de- doing, we're this. doing this. Now, what was it? Was it you were just busy to, to do it or scared. you just scared? You were scared. scared. Yeah, it was scared. What were you scared about? That's what we talked about last time. I am scared about just, I don't know where it was going to go. Like trying to get it perfect. Because for the longest time I was like, you know what? This, this is not the right format. It's not the right name. This is that. This is this. And it just took forever to think about, I was just trying to make it perfect. And that perfect excuse was the reason I wasn't launching this bad boy. All right. That seems odd for you. <laughs> you seem sure we're recording. <laughs> You seem very you seem really easy to you know get things started. Right, it just, it just wasn't important to you yet. No, now it's important. Well, I like <laughs> and I, I got to show you this template because I've done this with the, our kids for the past three years now, where it is a New Year's resolution template and talks about like favorite memory from last year. What are you looking forward to? And it was just really cool. And I looked back at 2017, and I was like, wow, this is. This has been on my list. Or I think it was 18 at the time, but 18, 19, now you're 20. And so I was like, wow, the past two years, it's been on my list. And I hadn't launched it. And you, you and I recorded in 2016, dude. We did. That's insane. That was right like after the ago. presidential election. Hey, man. I, so the, <laughs> part of the reason I wanted to start this podcast was really to learn more about how you grew up. And so, like, what do you have a favorite childhood memory? Um, let's see, childhood memory. And I'm assuming you grew up in Fremont, right? Yeah, I grew up. You didn't up just move into Fremont. Born and, born and raised in Fremont. Okay, cool. We um, both did. We went to high school together. Yeah. Just a little background. Yeah, my family, um, yeah, my family, we did a lot of camping, a lot of fishing. Yeah. Uh, you know, when my dad, when my dad was younger, he'd do a lot of hunting. I think we went, uh, we, uh, I don't know if it's a favorite memory, but I know it's like one of my biggest memories is... We were probably in high school, so I'm going to assume like maybe freshman through sophomore, you know, maybe even like late middle school or uh, junior high as what we had in Fremont. But my dad always talked about, oh, yeah, I'll take you hunting. We'll go, you know, we'll go do this. We'll go do that. 
Well, the test you have to take to get your hunting license is like, I don't know, I, I swear it was like two days, like eight to 12 hours a day to sit there and just do this, go through all this schooling to get a hunting license. So we did that. And then we never went hunting. <laughs> we went, and then years later, we went one time, walked around like on the mountain, never saw anything. Did your dad like hunting? <laughs> Yeah, like they would go like they would go out and go hunting and like they Maybe never he's like they never really like got a deer, but like they would go and get like pheasant or stuff like that. And then we would go. Uh, frankly, I just liked going, you know, and just like shooting the rifle or stuff like that right. at targets and that kind of stuff. And like I'd probably be fine with that, you know. At least I had, you know, now I had some training about like, you know, you know, don't shoot the guy next to you. Make sure you know what you're shooting at. Make sure you know what's on the other side. Stuff like that. But I just remember that, you know, we spent all this time doing it and then never did it. And it was just like, I can't get that back now. I could have been playing video games. <laughs> he saw you. You know, he saw you at the training. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Let him play the video games. <laughs> me and, yeah, me and my brother both went and we were like, okay, cool. Let's go hunting. And Oh, neither uh, of you went. Yeah, yeah. It's like we never went. Like, like you said, we went like after that, we went one time. I don't even think, yeah, Lucas was there. My brother David was there. And I think David was the catalyst to go the one time up in, I think, Trinity County. Mm. Um, and just hike around on this mountain and, and whatnot. And got up hella early in the morning. <laughs> Probably done by midday. I think it was rainy out. And it was just like, okay, what? We did. <laughs> okay, this was fine, I guess. We don't need to go again. <laughs> I love how when we think about our childhood, it's always about these memories. And it's never about like, you know, what I have, what I did not have. It's just like the experiences we had with our parents. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. And it's like, I can't remember last week, but, you know, I can remember that one thing from, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything in your childhood that made you say, look, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to run a business. I'm going to have employees become an entrepreneur. Um, probably not. Not childhood, but definitely like when my parents bought the business, when they bought the business, then that kind of became, I guess, kind of a reality of like, oh, you can do this. Mm. Um, so, and that was probably, probably junior high, early high school, probably when they took it over um, and did that. So, yeah, that, I mean, that was probably the catalyst for me heading in that direction rather than going and working for somebody else, you know, because, you know, it just came down to, you know, graduate high school, start going to junior college. And then I go, you know, I spend a lot of time here just sitting here talking to you guys. I don't want to go to school. You know, I'm not interested in doing that. Why don't I just run this? <laughs> you guys seem to be not doing very well at it. I'm pretty sure I can do a good job at this. Um, you know, and then they're like, okay, you can start running it. Wow. And then I ended up owning the business when I needed a raise. <laughs> He's like, well, I can't afford to, I can't afford to pay you more, but if you want to take over the business and, you know, it, you know, pay us for it, then yeah, that's how you're going to get your raise. <laughs> was that an e easy conversation? Um, yeah, kind of. Cause it was just kind of like, you know, they weren't really involved in it. My mom did some of the paperwork for me like preparing documents because she was a 
independent paralegal or a legal document assistant. So that was kind of what she did. So some of the stuff, like she'd do our bank levies and wage garnishments, which is kind of quite involved. Something I still, to this day, I don't do. I hire, you know, another company to prepare them for me, yeah. pay them for it. And then I go out and serve them and do what I need to do for them. But, but yeah, so they were at the point where it's like, we're not really running it. You know, for a while, my dad was serving papers, like serving papers for me. But I think by the time I took over, they were like, I think my mom was retiring. My dad was, had already retired from being a truck driver. Um, and then it was just like, I think we, I think I found the contract recently. And I think I want to say it was like 2001 is when I think 2000, 2001, I think is probably when I took over the business and wow. basically bought it from them. That's amazing. So yeah. it's been what, 10 years now then Yeah, for you owning this. Yeah. What made them buy it in the first place? Um, They were looking for something for my dad to do when he stopped being a truck driver because he was always like injured. So he, you know, like, you know, slip off of a truck or something happened. I mean, he had neck surgeries and stuff like that and, uh, and whatnot. So they were looking for something he could do, you know, without being a truck driver, you know, and then when he would be back at work doing it, you know, they hired other managers and stuff like that who were like usually family friends or stuff like that who kind of ran it into the ground, you know, and then I came in and took it over and built it back up. And then the recession hit and took it down. And then I built it back, built it back up. And now we're running full speed again. And now it's like, I think I need employees now. And I don't want to deal with employees. <laughs> That's awesome. I know when we first recorded 2016, you were going through sort of a down spell. Yeah. And last time we talked, maybe, how, I don't know how long that ago was, but things were doing really well. Yeah, and it was still bad for a couple of years, or at least a year to two years after that. Because, um, yeah, I was by, I want to say it was the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. I was at the point where it was like, you know what, I need to go find a job. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not working. I'm not figuring it out. I don't know how to get back to what we were doing. And I was just depressed and did not like it at all. And then I figured out how to get reviews and that changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> when you say reviews, what, what yeah, that mean? like reviews, like how, cause normally most businesses, the only reviews you get are negative reviews. People get pissed off. They leave oh one star cause you know, it was a bad address and I didn't get the paperwork back for two months because I gave them the wrong address. You know, that was like literally my first review ever on Yelp. You know, with somebody who only gave negative stars to everything. And uh, and then for 14 years, I tried to combat that. And I got a few here and there. And then I, you know, my last, you know, whatever room was available on my credit card, I took a chance saw, uh, off of a Facebook ad, found a, uh, found a training, and they had a tool that went along with it. And, uh, and that just changed everything all of a sudden, you know, cause we did good work. It was just, how do we let other people know we do good work? What did the software, I know a little bit and I yeah. kind of wanted you to, yeah. it up, but what did the software allow you to do? Um, basically it made it super simple and easy for my clients to leave reviews and leave them where they want to leave them. Whether it's on Google. Yeah. Yelp. Whether it's Google, Yelp, Facebook, um, better business, 
uh, I think there's might be another one in there that I have on there. Um, Thumbtack, uh, I think was the other one oh. where I have people go to and leave reviews and, you know, and that way. And then once that started happening at the same time, I had raised prices like 50%. So it went from like 60 to $90, right. you know, and I was getting a lot of pushback from people about the pricing. And I'm like, I don't know. That's what I charge. I don't know what makes why I think I can charge that, you know. And I think I even talked to you, going like, I don't know. How do I figure out what my value is? All of a sudden, once all these reviews start showing up, that disappeared. Like I only get it like once in a great while, and it's usually from like the assistant hired me and is super happy with me, but the attorney's like, these guys are expensive. And it's like, well, yeah, but we get the job done and you don't have to worry about shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that changed everything for me and and, you know, basically made me fall back in love with my business where it's like, oh, this is this is doing what it's supposed to do. You know, it's how it's are you really ensuring important. that they were five stars like that? They were positive reviews. <sighs> Was it filtering like, hey, we had a great time with these guys. We did great work. And then, yes, send this. I do, fil- I do filter a little. I mean, I'm not going to request reviews from somebody who it was a bad address. You know, they gave us an address. Go out there. The place is vacant. They go, you know, uh, you know, or they don't live there no more or anything like that. So I do filter a little bit that way. Just because people will look at that and go, oh, that was bad. And it's like, what well, it has nothing to do with us? I still got it done within, you know, 24 hours where normally it's three to five, but I was in the area and got it done hecka quick for you. Yeah. You know, so I do, you know, I do filter that way. But, you know, if I, I can tell when somebody has a good, you know, ha- is having a good experience. Like recently, I think the most current one I have, I think it was like two days ago. Or maybe it was, yeah, it wasn't yesterday. It was two days ago. Went out. Guy sent me a rush. You know, we were running out of time on it, I guess, because the client, because uh, the court gave him a really short date. And I go out there. I serve the guy. I text the guy. He says, you know, you know, oh, great. Thank you so much, whatever. And then after he says, thank you, I have a little thing in my Evernote of a little thing with like, a short link to it, like, you know, review me or something dot dr legal mm-hmm. You know, if you felt we, you know, if we exceeded or met your whatever it is, you know, your expectations, you know, feel free to leave us a honest review or something. Texted that to him t- within 12 minutes later. He had left he left a review Get out. and awesome. then let me know that he le- left a review. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, that's like probably the fastest I've ever gotten a review is like 12 minutes later from served or job completed. 12 minutes later, I have a review. And it's all because I found this system that works and then I made it work for my business. And I've been I've been touting it probably for like a year to other process servers only like two of even two or three have shown interest. One of them, you know, I did. I learned a lot from when we initially got it, but we did it where we just sent emails to everybody, and he started getting some negative reviews because he had some negative, you know, things happen. And I was like, okay, that's number one thing is when you're sending it to your past clients, you need to know that at least on the last job that you did for them, they had a good experience. You know, that's what I do. That's what I did. This other one didn't, this other process server company didn't do that. 
So I was like, all right, that's number one. So then recently, in fact, like this week, another uh, process server from like Virginia was like, you know, I, I think I think I want to do your system. I think I want to do that. And I was like, okay. So I still need to like get the contract over to him and like have him sign it. I smell it a course coming on. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been, and I've kind of have done that through the, um, we have a process, we have a podcast, which is also like on video as well. You um, have a podcast. I don't. Another oh, okay. process server in our industry, um, Mike, has uh, his own podcast. And that's one of the reasons why, like, we had talked before, like, I should do a podcast and stuff like that, and I really like it. Um, I like being on them. I don't know if I want to have my own. <laughs> You're talking <laughs> and, about offline businesses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, why but they need to be online? Uh, but with him having it, it's like, okay, I don't really need to push it because he's got it and I can just be on his, you know, podcast from time to time and, and do that. So I've been talking a lot about it, like in the Facebook groups and with him think about that. and on his so. stuff. And it's like, you know, you guys really need to do this. And he's kind of tried to come up with some systems on his own that are like free and whatnot. I was like, he's like, you can do that. But I spent 14 years doing that. You know, and yeah, Google is probably more likely to get reviews than say Yelp, which is what I was doing because at the time Yelp was all that existed. Google didn't have reviews, you know, none of these other things. It wasn't, you know, it's not the, it wasn't the review economy as it is now. So yeah, you'll probably get a few more, but I'm watching the people who are like trying to do it on their own. I'm like, how many reviews you get? Oh, I got like eight. I was like, dude, I got like. 20 to 40 in the first month when I turned on my system, you know, and it was like, it was immediate and it was made things easy and whatnot. And it's like, I don't charge that much for it for process servers. Now I was trying to charge a lot more for it, but I was like, you know, we're just a cheap industry, which is kind of a mindset thing where like we do spend money. It's just, I think sometimes they, they look at it and go, Oh, I can just do it myself. You know, cause that's where a lot of us come from is, you know, we're all bootstrapped. We're all, you know, we do everything ourselves, you know, and then once in a while I was like, okay, now I'm going to hire somebody to input the work for me or proof stuff out, you know, some of the office work that I don't want to do, you know, and that's kind of the big change that I've made in the last year or so is I've gotten to the point where it's like, it's okay to spend money for, to have other people or other companies do stuff that I'm not good at. You know, the one tip that I got from a podcast guest was she would ask, would you leave us five stars? And then if they said yes, it would hit them with the, the review request. If mm-hmm. they said no, this is obviously in the app space, they would go to like a feedback form. Like what did we do wrong? How could we have improved? And so that was one way of filtering out to make sure you got five stars. Yeah. Than and that four. It, our system kind of does that. Oh, cool. Uh, but that's called review gating <laughs> to do it that way right. um, is kind of the way I uh, kind of the way that's looked upon. Um, so There's something wrong with that, though. Yeah. According to Google and Yelp and the review places, they want you to send review requests to everybody oh, you've ever done business on. with and then not like not have them. Like go to a feedback form to like, hey, this is what you can do to fix this, you know, which doesn't make any sense, you know, and our system kind of does that. I, you know, we have a thumbs up, thumbs down. If you hit press the thumbs down, 
you know, it's got a, a customer feedback form. But then down at the bottom, it says, you know, if you want to leave a review, you can leave a review. Here's a link to it. Got it. Uh, which will take you back through the system. So that's how we're f- figuring and thinking that we are compliant with Google's rules. Because Google will have problems, you know, Google has problems with that. And I've been thinking because I never get anything on the review, uh, on the customer feedback form. I'm thinking about just taking it off. <laughs> and, just, and that it. way I'm, still and that it, way, then. yeah, but that way I'm still, that way I'm, I'm 100% sure that I'm compliant. But I've never, like, I think I had one, and it was like, there's nothing I can do. It was a bad address. Like, the reason people are serving your papers like this is because of the address you're sending us to. You're sending us to a WeWork. We're not going to be able to get access to it. So you either, you know, it's like, this is the only way we can serve your papers is to subserve the documents there. It's not going to be personal. And it's like, you know, unless you want to pay us to do an investigation to try and find these people's home addresses, this is why this keeps happening to you. And I, get, I didn't realize it when the guy called me what was happening. I want to get back to what you said. <laughs> That's when you fell in love with your business again. Was yeah. it because you actually love your business? Was it because you're like, hey, I'm making money again? Well, I, lo- I, love, what I'm do- I love what I do. Yeah. You know, it's not hard if you're good at it and you know what you're doing. You know, I like my clients. Some, you know, I love some of my clients. Um, you know, and and it's actually as a business, it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's providing income. I mean, we've been primarily up until probably a year or so ago, a single family income. So everything was on me. Um, and for the most part, we're still we're no longer a single family income, but I'm the one who still pays all, like all the bills. You know, uh, my wife's income primarily goes to like groceries and eating out <laughs> and fun stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, it's, I'm paying all the bills and doing all that kind of stuff and, and doing, and it's, and it's working, it's working fine. And it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's, there's nothing worse than having a business that's not doing what it's supposed to do. That's right. the whole point of having a business is I get to work for myself, you know, and I, and I used to say, is like, yeah, you know, I work for an idiot. You know, because I'm the idiot. <laughs> There's nobody else there. It's like, it's like, yeah, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Yeah, I haven't figured this out yet. You know, this was different. You know, the big recession was a lot different than what we had previously had before, like during the dot-com bust and that kind of stuff where our industry wasn't as affected as much. Um, you know, and I didn't transition into, you know, stuff that was super big at the time, like say foreclosures. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did some, but it was definitely not like, Oh yeah, I really want to go out and serve foreclosures, foreclosure papers on people, you know? (laughs) And I can see the difference in you. Like we will, we will periodically almost on a regular basis, like six months get together for coffee or lunch and you can see the energy come out. Like the last time when I was like, who's this Jason? You know what I mean? (laughs) This guy is like, this guy seems really, really happy. <laughs> yeah, before it's like I'm depressed, uh, right. you know. and I can usually, I, I can usually tell when I'm depressed. Like when I start watching, like say, you know, start binging Star Trek, yeah. you know, or stuff like that. You know, the various ones, and it's just like, oh, okay, I get to go home now and go watch Star Trek or go watch, you know, something else and start binging shows. That's where I was like, okay, wait a minute, because I actually had a little bit of that during like the holidays a little bit. And I was like, oh, I'm watching way too much Star Trek. What is going on? I was like, oh, I've got the opposite right now. I'm depressed because I've got too much work. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a nice problem to have. 
No, it's not because then you're like, oh, I'm doing a shitty job because I, d- I have too much work. I'm still doing a shitty job. It's just whether I don't have enough and m- I don't have enough money or I have plenty of money. I just don't have enough time. It's the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and people are like, oh, good problem to have. It's like, no, it's not. It's a problem. Yeah. You know, it's problems aren't good or bad. They're right. just problems. Right. You know, and I was like, oh, OK, that's what I need to do. All right. I need to drop this, you know, and I started cutting off areas. You know, I'm no longer doing San Mateo and Santa Clara myself. I'm only going to do Alameda County and Contra Costa County myself. Right. You know, and so it was like, OK. And then I've been it's been difficult to stick to that because we're not I'm not super busy right now. Like normally I'd have a stack of papers like a foot high. I've got like a handful, two handfuls you know, that are currently out, but I'm a lot more calmed money still coming in, you know, it's not as problematic. So I was like, okay, no, I said I was not going to go, you know, I'm not going to drive to, to Morgan Hill and do that business serve. I'm going to send it to the server down there and let them go do it. And I'm going to pay them to do it, you know? So it's like, so that I can get the new system set up I can get stay on top of everything, get the work out on time, you know, not get behind. And it's been difficult to stick to that, you know. Do you do any type of like meditation or therapeutic stuff? I don't. I tried doing like the Calm app or stuff like that. I do like, like this morning I had a gal on my way over. Of course, I have to work my way here, you know, so I was out serving papers. Um I had a gal who got really pissed that, you know, her son doesn't live there, but it's her, you know, it's where he uses his usual place of mailing. You know, I keep telling her, like, well, just tell him to contact his insurance company. They'll take care of it. You know, so I'm assuming he didn't have insurance or something like that. And that's why we keep having to show up and deliver stuff because he hasn't responded. So I did that and she just got really pissed. And I was like, listen, it's his usual place of mailing. Tell your son to contact the attorney or contact his insurance company and they will take care of it. This is nothing big. You know, that's why we that's why we all pay for insurance is, you know, and insurance doesn't pay. That's how they make their money. (laughs) It's a game, you know, just understand how the game plays. And I was like, all right, fine. You're served. Have a good day. Drop the papers at your feet. Oh, I'm, you know, have a blessed. She was all pissy with me. Have a blessed day. I was like, you too. Have a, you know, have a good day, you know. Yeah, and then she's like, never come back. And it's like, well, if he responds or does something, I probably won't have to come back. But if he doesn't, I'm probably going to have to come back. But driving over here, I was kind of like irritated with it. And it's like, okay, talk it through, get what I wanted to say out, out of my system in the car as I'm driving over here through the hills of Livermore, coming over, uh, coming over. And, you know, and then it's like, okay, let's take like three to five just big deep breaths and just try to get that out of my system, get it out of my head. So I'll do that kind of stuff because that's all you need. I let, I I let stuff like affect me like negative reviews would kill me because it's, you know, but now I can deal with them because I, Oh, I know how to get positive reviews now. I don't have to focus on only the negative because I can just like, Oh, okay. That person was just crazy and they didn't want to, you know, they don't don't know how the system works. You know, I tried to explain it and they don't want to listen to me. Okay. So we'll just backfill with all this good stuff, you know, and keep that moving along. So, yeah, I let, I do let stuff get to me. And it's just, I then have to like realize and go, oh, 
that's okay. I need uh, that's affecting me, and it's going way too long. All right, what do I got to do to try to get rid of it? But yeah, but I don't have like a morning ritual or a practice. No, I think I mean I don't think it needs to be that formal. Like yeah. I, I have a client all the way in Larkspur, which is with traffic yeah. an hour and a half back. And one day I came home, and I was like, "Why do you have so much energy?" Because usually I come back and I'm like tired, like you know, grouchy because I sat through all this traffic, and I was just like. I just meditated and all it was, was just taking deep breaths, like yeah. literally coming back home, listening to a nice audio book and taking a lot of deep breaths. And that's all you need. I feel like and that, that sort of calmed me down and came in like energetic. Yeah. And I see so many friends, like when you talk about traffic, yeah. complain about traffic, you know, like I gotta go to work, you know, in across the bay. So it means I can only cross like this one bridge you know, that or two thirty seven, which is a nightmare. I think it's two thirty seven. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever that one is down with yeah, Lopitas. Yeah. Uh, the other bridge at the other end. You got three police, but everybody else has to take those. So unless you're gonna get a boat, there's no changing it. So you either need to leave earlier and avoid the traffic and then just like hang out and do stuff over there, or you just need to learn how to live with it. You know, and I drive around. You, you know, that's my life. So, you know, I try to avoid going in the direction of traffic, but a lot of times you just can't. And it's like, okay, well, what's it going to take me to get from here to there? All right, that's probably, right now it'll probably take me like 45 minutes. Okay, so when I go in the morning, it's probably, let's double that. Okay, you know, and then sometimes I'm right on time. Other times I'm there a little early. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm actually a little late. I need to leave earlier next time to get there before 8 a.m. or something. You know, and it's just like, okay, fine. This is gives me time to listen to podcasts. Give me time to like, you know, if we're going slow enough, I can just throw my Harry Potter open and let it collect steps for me and open port keys or whatever. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> hey, the now that you have teenagers or you have a teenager, have, yeah. a teenager. teenager and a, well, we, I've had preteens for a while, but 13 and 12, she'll be, a, yeah, she'll be a teenager as well. An official teenager. She's more teenager than the boy is. <laughs> is there something that you learn from your parents that you're like now passing on? To your kids hmm i want to say it's been difficult because the kids are definitely not anything like i was when i was a kid you know um and especially you know things are like totally different when it comes to just the way kids kind of are and act now than like when we were kids. I'm sure. Like there's Our a phone. The same thing. Yeah, there's a phone, you know, growing out of their hand, you know, which can be good, you know, to like, I'm going to take your phone away if you don't do this. And then they, you know, throw a tantrum. <laughs> but, um, you know, I try to. I'm not sure. I'm uh, like, what have, what have you been instilling yeah, with can, your parents? Let's go there. Something first. that my parents always did taught me was balance. So they never said I couldn't do anything. Like we would drink in front of them. We would drink with them and we would do a lot of different things with them. But they never said don't drink. They said, look, if you're going to drink, just know that everything in life is mo about moderation. And, so, like, if I stayed out late, they were never like, hey, here's your cure for you. They're just like, look, you know, maybe you're staying out late too many times and you need to cut that back. So, everything for me was just teaching the kids balance. Like, I want them to – I don't ever want them to feel like they cannot do something. So, I want them to feel like they can do something and always tell me, but also learn that 
everything's okay in moderation and then you're going to learn on your own. And so it's more about balance. Like everything's about balance. Yeah. I think that's kind of like what, what we try to do with our kids too. Cause we're very <sighs> relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> relaxed. I was thinking lazy, uh, but yeah, we're relaxed. We're kind of, we're very relaxed parents. You know, we kind of let the kids do what they want to do. You know, um, they, you know, and it's just like, okay, you guys just need to understand, like it comes to drinking or something like that. I ask my kids probably damn near daily, you know, Hey, you want a beer? Or like if there's a beer, something, something like that. And they're going, no, I don't want <laughs> I like, we've had them, you know, they've had little sips of alcohol when they were younger. Right. You know, there was only one time where I think we let, uh, Mackenzie try some wine and she was like, ooh, I want some more of that. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, okay. Uh, don't give her that kind of, you know, like give her the stuff that tastes bad. <laughs> but that's kind of, the. I think that's kind of the way. Because we were kind of raised like the same way where it was like, you know, you know, we were definitely taught, you know, hard work and that kind of stuff where I'm more of the, it's not really so much hard work. It's more about, you know, the knowledge you have. And using that so that you don't have to work as hard, uh, you know, as say somebody else might have to, yeah. you know, um, one of the reasons why I have my own business, like, you know, I probably couldn't work for somebody else, you know, and then be happy about it because I'd be like this guy, you know, unless he's like, just do your thing. You know, that's why I hired you, which is kind of the way I run my business is I just expect my clients. And frankly, because of my price range now, it kind of pushed me into that where I don't have those, uh, you know, I don't have people going like, what's going on with this? You know, I charge enough where they're just like, just get, get it taken care of. Let me know yeah. when it's you done. You track better clients too. Yeah, charge exactly. And I keep trying to explain that to other process servers. Like, you know, the more you charge, the better the client is, you know, because all my problem children are all my affiliates who get really cheap rates. And I've been really good at like, if you bug me too much, I fire you. I just won't do your work anymore that's awesome. with that. Um, and that's one of the things that I've kind of, I kind of act like I have FU money when I don't have FU money. But now I'm closer to it because it's like, well, I have what I need. You know, we're not, you know, we're not making tons of money, but we're paying bills. I'm paying down debt. You know, I paid off a ton of debt last year and, you know, this year I should probably pay off the rest and then it'll be just like, oh, now we can like save stuff. I mean, this is the first time we've contributed to IRAs in probably like 10 years at least, (laughs) which looking back on it going, oh, you can't really catch up on those. They make you do it all in that year or never again. It's like, oh, okay. That should have been thinking back is like, oh, that was the one thing I should have been like forcing upon myself was doing that kind of stuff, you know, but we're still really, you know, recently my parents sold their house. So we got into the convert and I started and I read the Remit Sethi's uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich book. Mm -hmm. So I've been, you know, sending that out to family members and and stuff like that and recommending that, you know, to anybody just because it gets you kind of it gives you a good place to start. And, you know, basically, if you only did that, you'll probably be fine. But, you know, they sold their house. Then they threw it right back into a, you know, a new house and spent, you know, almost almost the same amount in a different state. So, OK, tax wise, they're probably better there. But, but then, like, we got on retirement. So I was like, what? You only have 
the same re- amount in retirement that I currently have? Mm-hmm. How is that possible? But then they get Social Security, which I probably won't get. My wife would. My dad gets a pension. I definitely don't have a pension. My wife, because she works in education, will, I guess, eventually have some kind of pension, but I have no idea what that would look like. So, you know, that's that's something that's kind of really on my mind lately has been like that, because also... You know, we just turned 40. I know. You know? We'll talk about that next. <laughs> We're in that zone where it's like, oh, this is really common for people of our age. It's like, oh, people of our age start thinking about retirement because it's like 20 years away yeah. or maybe 30 years away, if depending on how long. You know, and my, I was talking to my dad yesterday and he's like, you know, I wish, you know, I wish in school they taught us that kind of stuff. Like, you know, just taught, you know, taught us about investing retirement stuff like that and i was like dad they still don't teach any of that i know you know it's like we got you know it's you got to get somebody to read a book (laughs) yeah now that we're 40 yeah what are you most excited about because i'm actually really excited about being 40 i know well it's because you're vegan now that's why you're so excited (laughs) it's ridiculous (laughs) no i just feel like there's so much clarity i don't know if you feel this way but i feel like all right you know 20s was a bunch of funness and then 30s was like building a business building a family building a home and now 40s i feel like you know let's let's go into it like yeah we're getting older you know i feel like all right now i have to be an adult i was like oh my goodness (laughs) like i'm no longer at the kids table this is weird Dude, I was at the kids' table last Thanksgiving, dude. <laughs> Some reason, magically a chair, magically. But your a mind chair, can't be there a anymore. Chair disappeared. That way. But frankly, I think that was the more fun table, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but what's got you excited, Bobby? In um, the 40s? Yeah, you know what I think it is. Maybe it's just we've kind of figured things out now. That's what I. Where like we have. You know, we have an idea of like, oh, this is what we kind of need to do now. Either even though that we just figured that out like two weeks ago. You know, it's like we I kind of feel like we oh, we kind of figured it out. We kids are older. You know, kids are getting older. You know, mine are, I think, quite a bit older than yours because your your oldest is what? Eleven. Eleven. Eleven OK, so you're still so a couple years. Twelve behind. and seven. OK, year. that's right. He's right behind McKenzie. Yeah. OK, but yeah. So I think kids are a little older. So they're, you know, they're not necessarily easier to deal with, but at least you can communicate with them now. You know, such a big difference. I feel bad for some of my friends and my sister just had a baby too. And I'm like, dude, like that's why you start early sometimes. You know, <laughs> I know people like I, I'm lucky enough to have found somebody at an early age that we get along with. But at the same time, like to there's no right answer. Maybe yeah. they had more fun in their late 20s than I did when I was raising a family. But now I'm having a lot more fun in my 40s and they're doing what we did. Exactly. <laughs> in our late 20s. Exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm probably the same as you. Yeah. Did not have a lot of fun in my 20s. Right. You know, but that did allow me to save up money to put into my IRA, which, oh, my God, that was the best thing that I ever did was start back then rather than starting now. Right. So I actually had a pretty big bump and I was like, oh, wow. Went from like seventeen grand to five k uh, to fifty k. You know, I made some good investments, but uh, you know, but it was just like okay, wow. Um, but yeah, we fig. You know, we're, yeah, we're having a lot more fun now in our forties, and especially now that the kids are like old enough where we can kind of leave them home on their own a bit. Yeah, because you know, and that's kind of where the big difference between my kids and the way me and my brother was when we were living me and my brother if you left us home we would try to murder each other where with my kids 
they're just playing video games and watching YouTube videos, and like maybe they talk to one another three or four times while we're gone. I guess I don't know, but you know, there's no problem of like, you know, we're gonna come home and the house is on fire. We're gonna come home and the kids are gonna be dead. You know, it's like we don't have any worry about that because it's just the way our kids are. Where, like, when I was, I don't know, maybe probably elementary, maybe middle school. I took a pair of scissors and cut a lamp cord, plugged in, turned on, and woof, sparks everywhere. The only thing that saved me is it had plastic grips on the scissors. Oh, my And my goodness. mom still has that pair of scissors. Those were like the scissors to use for the house for anything non-fabric, like cutting paper. And it like melted like a little indentation into the scissor so when you cut the piece of paper it has that little indentation in it like we had those scissors forever <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but that's just how you know me and my brother were just complete morons <laughs> when we were growing up where my kids now they're like no i'm gonna sit here and play xbox for the next 12 hours <laughs> yeah. you know there is yeah like i said we're we're, we're relaxed parents <laughs> <laughs> we let the electronics do the work they're supposed to do. And it's like, all right, time to do something. It's you've, you've not left the house. It's the one time a weekend. We're going to force you to leave the house, you know? And it's like, no, I don't want to go. It's like, oh, well, we're all going to go eat. And you, this is the one time. Okay. The rest of the time is like, that's up to you. How long you been married now? <sighs> Dude, you had to ask this question, didn't you? Um, I want to say, I have no idea. One like, thirteen, right? Yeah, we're like fifteen years, sixteen nice. years. I want to say. Um, and together, how long you been? I think we dated for like a year. Okay. Year to two years, because I know we had like a year long engagement, um, and then so I think maybe we were together. I think we were maybe together for six months to a year before that. I think it probably at least a year. So I think we were two years beyond that, you know. And my brother, because he's a year younger than me, when he used to live in the Bay Area before he got married and all that stuff, he had a girlfriend who, asked, like, we had just just gotten, like, engaged or something like that. And he had a girlfriend who asked, you know, oh, how long did you guys date? And I was like, oh, it was like a year. She's like, oh, goody, I'm almost there. And me and my wife looked at each other and went, that's not how it works with that one. <laughs> my brother is not following that same path. <laughs> what are you doing to just keep the relationship going? Um, you know, it ha it's ups and downs, you know. And another thing they probably need to teach in school or at least, you know, a better way of learning it. Um. You know, now we've gotten to the point where it's like we will set time aside on our own and just like try and talk about stuff. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard because like the only thing your mind actually knows is work, business and the kids, you know. So it's hard to like come up with things of like, um, uh, like, what are we going to actually talk about? 
you know, and I've, you know, and like recently I kind of felt like, oh, we're kind of falling into that slump again. So I went out and got from like uh, best self, like they had some like intimacy cards or stuff like that. Wow. And we, you know, I was like, oh, okay. It was like, ask her a couple questions and like kind of get something started and, oh, okay. And then like it would lead on to something else. Should have brought know. those. I know I should have. <laughs> I should have. That should be I didn't working. know we were getting intimate, Steve. Oh my God. Okay. Next time oh, you dude. can let me know and I'll make sure to bring the intimacy cards. <laughs> Um, you know, I think it was just like, I think it had, a lot of it had to like ask questions about stuff like before you guys met or like previous relationship type stuff, you know, and just kind of, I don't know if it's meant for married people or if it's meant more for, you know, like we're dating type questions, but it had like three or four different, you know, four or five different sections and just different kinds of things. We messed around with it a couple of times, and did it I, help? Uh, yeah, I kind of got some conversation starting. Okay. I asked my wife, "Is like, do you want to do like one question before we go to bed?" And she's like, "No, <laughs> that's just going to turn our brains on." And it's like, "Oh, okay." So I think we primarily just try to make sure we take time to ourselves. Yeah. You know, once a month we make sure that we have like a uh, you know an adult activity. You know, for a while there we were doing. Um, you know, we were doing like trying to do a date night, but as everybody knows, Friday nights they're not meant for us, dude. Yeah. They're not meant for us anymore. No, <laughs> it's really not. Like you're like tired. Yeah. You're done. You're yeah. like, hey, let's just pop a movie on and we're done. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. you know, maybe we'll go get like a tea or maybe we'll go get something to eat. But we do a lot more work, you know, because mostly because the kids don't want to go, and I'm like, well, I'm fine with that because I don't want to pay for you to not eat. You know, you guys are picky. You only eat like part of it. And then nobody in the family except me eats leftovers. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I don't want to pay for you to to go with us, especially if you're going to be a pain in the butt. So we'll go out and eat on our own. Like usually when she doesn't have work, um, dance classes on say like Saturday or Sunday morning, we'll go down to like the local diner. Nice. Sitting in like the two corner spots at the at Look the at you. You already bar. Have your... Yeah, we have spots. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll just routines. sit there and we'll talk. We'll play our Harry Potter games and, and and stuff like that. And then, you know, if we need to have more of a private conversation, we just go out into the car and, you know, not you know, go sit and play on our phones and have a conversation. That's awesome. You know, it, it's a lot of it's just about talking and having conversation. That's the one thing that like we don't learn when we're younger is like, you know, you know because i listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of comedy podcasts stuff like that and the guys will sit there and talk and go like the kids are moving out you know or i've only got a couple years like i'm gonna be stuck with this woman (laughs) i'm gonna be stuck with this woman and like she's gonna expect me to talk to her and do stuff with her i don't want to do that (laughs) you know and it was i've kind of from tried to make sure that like okay we still need to make sure we're connected like when we were first had kids kids are not allowed in the bed you're not sleeping with kids in the you know in the bed that's our that's our area that's not where kids go you know you know i frankly don't even want them in the room (laughs) they can go sleep in their own room or in the front room or whatever but you know and just kind of tried to keep that and you know you go long periods of time where it's like oh i kind of forgot that Okay, we, you know, but you can always start it again. You know, that's the nice thing about it is you can just start it over again and and just put some effort into it. You know, because there's always, 
it's always ups and downs. It's yeah. you're always in different situations at different times of your life. We're at a dinner and I was just making a joke and a friend of ours, Will William, was about to get married soon, and I was as a joke because mm-hmm. I just think, find it funny that people like to offer advice. So I was like, "Hey, you get married soon? Let me offer you a piece of advice." And I can I give you off? He's like, "Yeah, okay, what is it?" But I was like, "That was a joke. That was like the butt of the joke because I just wanted to say that." And he's like, "Okay, what is it? Seriously?" And I'm like, "Just stick with it." And I think almost yeah. long enough, like, <clears throat> there's a reason why you married this person. You wanted to marry this person, and. If you just stick with it long enough and try to really understand each other, I feel like that's it. And for me and Asha, like I was telling her, like 2019 was a, a great year for us from a relationship standpoint. And I feel like, well, we found we went vegan in April 2019. We found Soul Cycle and we love doing these things together that like involve working out. And we became really more like conscious about what we ate and how we worked out and all that stuff. And I feel like that. Like, I love going to SoulCycle with her. I love working out with her. I love going to yoga with her, like doing all these random things and going on hikes. And it's what we found to be time alone. And one of our best dates, I would say, and she'd probably say the same thing, was we we had we went on a date. It was like an overnight thing. The kids were with the grandparents. And then we went on a hike. And that's it. It was just a hike where we kind of talked and then went down. And I was like, this is this was fun. This was fun. Yeah, it's. I think... It, a lot of people just don't realize that it's a lot about just staying connected with one another, yeah. you know, and I don't know. It could be also the way, um, maybe the way we, we were kind of raised, but I know my parents had had a couple of marriages beforehand before they found each other. Oh, okay. And then, so I've got like half brothers and half sisters, you know, which, you know, we've never really ever, you know, I don't know if they do, but I've never, you know, I've never considered them you know, half brothers and sisters. I just consider they're my brothers and sisters. You know, we've got like seven of us, but there's, you know, me and my brother, my younger brother, you know, we're both my parents' kids. Um, And, but I've noticed all of the kids, except one, married and have been married together. And that's it, you know, and it's just, and... Uh, and they're just like, no, we don't really have an interest in divorcing. And, uh, you know, and then I think it's just, they, we've all managed to figure out like, if you just stay together, you're still staying together, but then, you know, you've got to make sure that you're just in a good relationship and put the time and effort into each other. And I always have to explain to my wife, it's like, it's not about the kids. It's about you and me, you know, the kids will always be there, you know? You can't get rid of them. You and me, we can break up. You know, That's think true. you know that divorce is always an option, and, and at least in my our relationship, we've always said that is like divorce is always an option. So you know, as a way of like trying to keep each other, you know, like you still have to put in the effort. You still have to do it. Now, there's stuff my wife for years, you know, I'd be angry with my wife about, and you know, mostly money issues and stuff like that. But some of the best advice we ever got when before we got married is. We're not, I'm not religious. My wife is semi-religious. I would classify it. But we had to go, the guy, the pastor or priest or whoever was marrying us, one of his requirements was basically that we have kind of like marriage counseling or something, you know, like beforehand, which was the best thing we ever did. We did the same thing, yeah. Yeah, which was the best thing we ever did because it kind and it basically he explained to us, listen, you're going to fight about two things. 
You're going to fight about money. You're going to fight about sex. As long as you know that, those are the things that you're going to, you know, everything else is easy. As just long as you have sufficient enough yeah. of both, we will just be happy. Just understand, <laughs> those are, those are going to be where you're going to have your fights. Yeah. And it was like, oh, oh, my God. Now, imagine if you were never told this, you know. People are going to go, oh, we're not making enough money. I'm going to go look somewhere else. We're not having enough sex. I'm going to go look somewhere else, you know. And your relationship is your relationship. It's not your parents. It's not your friends. It's yours. So it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You can do whatever you want in yeah. your own relationship as long as you and your partner agree to it. Right. You know, and it's basically that's kind of the way we've run our marriage from the beginning. These intimacy cards are really working. I can see. <laughs> Those aren't even from the intimacy cards. <laughs> Those are just working as a process server and seeing everybody, you know, seeing everybody get divorced <laughs> and having it in my family and having it elsewhere. And it's just like, yeah, if you just keep doing it and just figure out, like, how do you coexist with these other people, you know, with this other person, you know, and, and, you know, and I've always made from the beginning, you know, kids, you know, because that's kind of a trap people fall into. Kids are the most important thing. It's like, no, the kids are always be there. Right. It's you two that are the most important because you're the ones that are probably going to separate, you know, and and statistics will show that, you know, it's much more likely like your kids are still your kids. You know, they're still going to love you. You're still going to love them. It's this other person that you decided, oh, I want to spend my time with you. So you have to have a reason you want to spend your time with them. Yep. yep. You know? I like it. <coughs> the, is there some, look, I think, and then the, I'll lead it into a question, but I think about death a lot. And I think about, I don't know why, like what would happen? What would people say about me after I die? What would my kids say about me when I die? Is there some random, like silly thing that you think about a lot? Um, Actually, we kind of, I think about death quite a bit too. Yeah. It's probably the age now. But I know I like, I will bring stuff up, especially like to the kids and not realize the reaction they're going to have. Like, right. I brought it up to my son one time. Like, you're aware, like, you know, me, you know, like, from the moment we're born, we're in the process of dying. We will die, you know? And, you know, he had like a really bad reaction where it was like all of a sudden he's like probably anywhere from five to ten going, what do you mean? you people? Right. I'm going to die. I had the You're going to die. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, my dad said the you same know? thing to me when I was young. And he's yeah. like, look, I'm not going to be here forever. So you're going to have to figure. I'm like, yeah. what? And I remember I have this reaction. <laughs> of your like, job. What do you yeah, mean? Like, you're supposed to be here. Right. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like, I don't know if I could say that to the kids, but like. Yeah, it's something I think about. And I think about it in terms of, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? Like, in the end, it doesn't matter as much. And so finally, when I saw, and part of this show and this this podcast was like, I saw myself writing this for three years in a row. I'm like, look, man, like, I don't know how much time I've got left. If it nothing turns out of this, I know in our last conversation, you were thinking about, like, is this going to make money? I'm like, if nothing comes out of this, mm. that's fine. I get to at least have deeper conversations and learn about people that are in my life, whether it's really close or whether it's far, like, or just people I admire from afar. Like, what else? There's nothing to lose for doing this, right? Like, other than even if you think about time, hey, it's an hour that you and I got to spend together just talking. Do we really do that in this day and age? Maybe not so much anymore. Yeah. 
No, and I've been thinking about going, you know, I need to reach out to Steve and like just go grab a coffee or something or, or have a conversation. But I'd rather do this. Yeah, honestly. I like this too. <laughs> I like this too. It's a lot because, yeah, you spend some time right. and you get to talk about stuff that, you know, that actually means something and stuff like that. So, yeah, this is definitely, this is probably a lot better than if we just went and had a, you know, had a Starbucks or something. I just just so like, too. dude, what's going on? How's it going? You know, but yeah, this kind of, I don't know what it is. Forced it kind of, conversation. Is that what it is? It <laughs> forces know. you, it forces you to like actually think and have a conversation about something that matters right. rather than something that doesn't. Right. You know, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think I spent a lot of time thinking about time. Um, you know, I mean, probably not death per se, just because, you know, I do realize that that's there, but I, I think about like, what do I want to focus on? And I can tell, you know, you look at my email, I can tell what I want to focus on. You know, I, it's like, yeah, that's not important. That email is still sitting there from six months ago. That obviously is not important. You know, the podcast. Yeah. I think about a lot about like, if I had a podcast, what would I do? Or what would I talk about? Or what, you know, is like, but I really don't want it. I don't have the time for it. It's like, but I don't mind being on them. You know, I, I think that's good. You know, I think that part's good. It's like, but I don't, I don't want to, it's not important to me. It's not something I want to focus on. So I've kind of come to grips with that. Now, if I can get my business a little more automated and I have a little more time, then I can turn around and look at it and go, well, maybe now's the time to do something like that. Cause I do like this. Cause yeah, you're right. It's forced, it's forced conversation where it's like, okay, we have a goal. We have a time set out. That kind of stuff. And I have to do the same thing with my wife. It's like, okay, you know, let's put, you know, we, sometimes you have to schedule stuff on the calendar. It's like, oh, yeah, I need to spend some time with my wife. We'll put it on the calendar so that she knows we're going to do this. Or I can look at it and go, oh, that's not going to be available then because she's got dance classes for the next three days or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it's... it's there's a lot of kind of stuff. Like you know that. what I found about myself too is obviously I work from home. I work by myself. All my employees are remote. In the I'm impressed by that number one because I could not do that. Yeah, I could and not remote work from home. Too many distractions. It's not the distractions. It's freezing cold in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> I work in my garage, and no, and I found that you know this past couple of days I get my energy from people. From talking to people and so if I don't have that like my wife and my family and my kids are great but if I don't have this like human interaction with other people I tend to get a little bit sad and like I don't want to use the word the depressed word but I'm more like you can see my energy goes down yeah but yesterday I noticed at a podcast interview for my app masters podcast we had a really great conversation and I was pumped up the entire day and I was like that was great this is this pumps me up like I'm go off and running and you can see the energy level rise after doing something like this and I just I know this every single time too because every single time even today I was just like you know what it's okay if we don't do this it's okay you know <laughs> like I have a lot of work to do and that's okay but then afterwards you just end up feeling like okay that was good like I'm glad I did this I'm glad I had this conversation because for me this is my energy force this yeah. is what I need to do yeah yeah and I, I kind and I see it because we're we're fairly similar because we both are you know basically we're self-employed we work by ourselves and i get that too where it's like 
I haven't had contact with another human being outside of my family in yeah. like, you know, or a client who's, right. you know, it's like, I don't have a lot of friends as it is anyway. So, and, and my wife was, I don't know, was it this morning or last night? She was, I don't know, she read something on Facebook that had something to do with like making friends as an adult. Like how hard it is to make friends as an adult. Do you want them? I don't want more friends. I, and that's what I was kind of thinking. I was like. Actually, I probably need a couple more friends because, like, I don't really don't have friends. <laughs> you know, I have more, like, acquaintances and business, you know, relationships, right. stuff like that, you know. Uh, but it's like, I could probably use, like, one or two, like, good friends, you know, which I probably don't really feel like I have your backwards way of now. asking me? I'll be your friend, Jason. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> Can you just invite me to stuff every once <laughs> in a course. while? It's like, I don't want to I don't. I don't want more friends. I don't want to be the one who has to like make all the make all the dates, man. Come on, this relationship you're making it. You're making a die. Let's on go the watch mind. a movie. I love movies. Oh, we'll we'll make a movie date. I know my wife never wants to go see any of the movies I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll do a movie date then. Oh, there we go. Um, no, but yeah, movie dates suck, dude. You can't. There's no conversation. Well, that's fine with me. I want to watch <laughs> a movie gonna, though. I like watching gonna, movies. Unless you're gonna talk about the movie afterwards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like having some popcorn. I'm like, this is the only time I'm like, don't tell me if there's butter. I, I don't get butter, but I'm like, if there's butter, don't tell me. I'm vegan. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. I love movie theater popcorn. I can't go to the theaters without getting popcorn. But okay. yeah, man. Like, yeah. But yeah. I do find that I don't need as many friends anymore. Like, and yeah. Sometimes it's so hard to keep in touch. Like some of my close friends from high school, I'm like, oh, yeah, we should get together more. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm pretty happy not getting together with you, Jason. Yeah. It's okay to say no, that, No, I still want to get together. <laughs> we should, we're still doing our movie date, but, you know, I'm, like, I, I'm okay with less friends yeah. now. Well, you have kind of figured out, yeah, I got to get a date and a time on you, so get it in your calendar. Because otherwise, if it's just, oh, yeah, we should do that, it just never happens. That's true. That's you know, so that's why I, I kind of pushed with you a little bit, too, of like, okay, what time? Right. You know, what day? I'm glad okay, you did. Friday. And I was like, okay, because I was like, Steve... If we don't get a date and a time, number one, I'm not going to know when I need to clear schedule. Like today, like I'm not out working. You know, I'm not inputting work at the office so I can be here. I got most of my stuff done last night, but I still had to leave early. So I'm like, okay, I got these three or four things I have to do tomorrow, you know, before I get to go home. And I always try to go home early on a Friday because traffic heading that direction is horrible. We get you out of here, so. <laughs> so what let's borrow Tim Ferriss. I'm gonna borrow a couple of different questions from right. some of my the people I admire. Borrow Tim Ferriss's questions. What's something in the last few years that you've changed your mind on? Um first thing first and foremost, I changed my mind on my business. So uh, like you said, last time we spoke and I went through and listened to that, I was like, Oh my god, this little emo boy, he's such a doubter, but you know, it sucked at the time. Now, I love my business. It's doing what it's supposed to do. It's fun to do now. And it's so much more, you know, than it was even then. You know, the bad things that happened to me happened around that time period when it was bad. They needed to happen. It's made us much more stronger now that, than it was. Like before, you know. I never looked at the checkbook ever other than to write a check for a fee advance. Mm -hmm. My sister was working for me. She dealt with all the books. My dad dealt with all the books, uh, dealing with that kind of stuff. It, you know, come to find out they weren't adding in credit cards except for like once a month. 
And when you're 60% of your business is on credit cards, no wonder you're having financial problems. You know, all of a sudden it's it's like, no, it's in the it's in the bank account. Why are we not adding these in every goddamn week? And as soon as I took that over, that's what I started doing. It's like, oh, cash flow is a lot more easier to work with when you know how much money you actually have, mm. you know, and, and that kind of stuff there. So. I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited about like reviews. I can't, it's been ridiculous where I just can't shut up about them, especially anybody who owns a business. I'm like, dude, this is what you need to do. I've seen it in my own business and I'm in a business that's a boring industry. It's a boring business, you know, but we have the capability of working with a lot of people. So you have a lot more chance to that's get true. good reviews from more people. So you can get your numbers up compared to like, say, sometimes say with an attorney's office or somebody who may only have five or six clients, you know, that, yeah, you'll get five or six reviews, but, or maybe you can get a few extras by different people in that company that you come in contact with, you know, and I keep espousing it. I think that's the right word. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't either. Uh, I try not to use I keep yelling it from the top of the, from the mountain. And it just seems like nobody's listening or like, oh, yeah, I know those are important, but they're not taking action or doing anything about it. And it's like, dude, I will walk you through it. I'll make it as simple and easy as possible for you. I'm not charging you that much. And frankly, if you think you can do it on your own, give it a shot, you know, but I'm pretty sure I can probably do better than what you're doing on your own. You know, and I've talked to a couple people where like, oh, they were brand new. They didn't have that many clients. I'm like, eh, maybe not. It's like, well, maybe I can get, you know. Maybe I'll just give it to you for my cost and then like say get you going and then next year I'll charge you like my rate or something like that. Still didn't buy. <laughs> but yeah, those are the kind of the two things. And then like personal finance. I've been focusing a lot more on, on that kind of stuff, especially reading after reading Ramit's book um, and that kind of stuff. And just like, oh, okay, now that I'm getting this other stuff in place, you know, it's making things a lot easier and more automated and that kind of stuff. I don't know if you feel this way. I'm, I'm certainly glad that we documented it because listening back onto it today mm-hmm. was like a reminder of how passionate I am about this particular show. And also, like, I'm okay with, and I'm glad you were that vulnerable on the show because I'm okay with us being like, oh, yeah, remember that? We were this way in 2016, and now we're this way in 2020, and maybe we'll be something else in 2024. You know, whatever it is, it's almost fun to listen back on it and be like, oh, you remember when we thought this way or remember when our business was like a certain point and, and now look at us, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I like having those conversations recorded and there. Yeah. You know, it almost seems like, you know, I wish I had more of those type of conversations recorded, you know, with other people and that kind of stuff that you can then come back and look at and go, oh, yeah, where was I at in my life at that point? You know, what was really on my mind at that time? So, yeah, that is something cool. If we can just get the government to send us all of our recordings, you know, that'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's why I think about death, too. It's about legacy, right? And you think about, like, this tragic Kobe death, and they have so much footage of him, right? And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is so cool to have all this stuff. And us normal people, this is our own personal way. And that's how I think about this show. It's like, what if one of us passed away I want this living piece of recording to be like, 
this is how Jason was like. This is how Steve was like. And then be able to be like, listen to this. You'll understand your dad a little bit better because of this recording. And that's the way I think about it. While still trying to have some fun and playing some games too. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and we all have social media, you know, and you guys, you and your family post a lot of pictures and stuff. That's, you know, everybody can see that. Me and my wife, not so much. Like yeah. we have a lot of pictures of like the kids and we have like the kids from different ages, but like, we don't really take pictures of each other. Like once in a while, we'll get a picture of like us together or something going out for a date night or something like that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, maybe we need to do that more. And I think maybe that's what I, that's probably one thing I want to make sure to add this year is me and Tina need to take more pictures yes. of each other and whatnot. Like maybe she'll take pictures of me, but I definitely don't take pictures of her. <laughs> I'm a typical dad where it's like, what is with you people with pictures? <laughs> All right, here's an Oprah question that I love. What's right. a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, it's okay to spend money and not be cheap, you know, especially in your business. Um, you know, you can't do everything yourself. It's okay to hire somebody else to do something for you that's you just don't have – you don't have the knowledge. You're never going to have the knowledge to where you can do it. And then when you do have, if you did have the knowledge, you wouldn't have the time to do it. You know, that took me like 20 years to learn that, you know, to, you know, it's okay to have other people do stuff for you, you know, and reward them, you know, and reward them for their efforts. I mean, I have, I have an ad, a Google AdWords guy who I met in the foundation right. who's been killing it. Um, you know, I've got my review, my review lead system uh, in place that I pay for, you know, and I keep trying to espouse the others like, dude, it's worth it to pay it. Everybody wants to, I'll be in Facebook groups and I actually, I notice I get irritated with it now where people are like, you know, how do I save 35 cents? You know, oh, I, you know, I, I, I'll do this. You know, what's the cheapest, you, you know, what's the cheapest stuff? It's like, no. You can't look at your business. You can't look at your life on the cheapest only. You know, you have to look at your life, you know, as where can I invest in it where I will get big returns for it? You know, and people, you know, talk about raising the minimum wage and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm a little, you know, a little torn on it going both ways for something like that. Minimum wage jobs are not meant to be jobs that you have for long t periods of time. They're meant for transitionary or short-term jobs. You know, they're, you know, when you raise the minimum wage, you know what? Your costs of business end up it going up. We're seeing that with the new law that just went into effect, AB5, you know, which is hitting our industry very big. Mm -hmm. I see a lot where it's hitting you know, freelancers, writers, stuff like that, where people are just like, we can't do business in your state anymore because of this new law, because it doesn't make sense for us to hire you as an employee, you know, where clearly what you're doing is an independent contractor type relationship. You know, it's at this point, it seems like California wants, you know, either massive companies or everybody's an employee because it gets some more tax money, I guess. That's they're they're eliminating the middle, yeah. um, but it's important to invest. You know, even in you know, 
it's okay to invest more into your life, into your business and whatnot. Don't look at everything from that, you know, that money script or that mind script of cheaper is better. You know, there does come a time where it's like, you know what? It's okay to spend some money on this. You know, you'll get it back. And even if that's just, I feel better about myself, our family's in a better position because I did this, you know, it's okay. Just make sure you do it in moderation. There you go. <laughs> Circling it back. All right. You ready for the games? Let's go for the games. All right. What do we got? Uh, 